And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Les Tremaine and Claudia Morgan star as Nick and Nora Charles in The Adventures of the Thin Man from 1948. But first, it's TV Jeopardy. Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular songs in movies, right, Lisa? And I'll try to name the movie. Well, right? it's almost right, but it's called Movie Jeopardy. No, We're not it's play- TV Jeopardy. There's no television here. Well, the title of the game is TV Jeopardy. No, the title of the game is Movie Jeopardy. All right. I'm not going to argue with you. Good it's idea. It's too early in the show. <laughs> Let's argue later. <laughs> okay. We'll start now and we'll just continue arguing. Oh, we're going to play Movie Jeopardy. These are songs right, so heard in movies. Name Jeopardy. The mo- There's no television involved here. Songs heard in movies. Name the movie. Here's your first clip. You can, you've totally... You've totally... Confused everyone. No, I only confuse you. <laughs> All right, so this is... Um, What's the name of the song? The s- Ghostbusters. Right. And that's and the name is, of the movie. There you go. From the, there you go. Written by Ray Parker Jr. That's the theme to the film. Uh, this was 1984. What? And it peaked at number one in the Billboard chart. So. so if it's all about movies, why are we calling this TV Jeopardy then? We're not. You are. <laughs> I'm going to call it Movie Jeopardy, but you can say whatever you want. I don't care. I ain't no afraid of no ghosts. I ain't no afraid of no ghosts. So this song was nominated at the 57th Academy Awards Best Original Song, but it lost. It lost. You know what song it lost to? Titanic. No, 1984. Stevie Wonder, I Just Called to Say I Love You. I just called. Which song do you like better? That or Ghostbusters? This one. You like this better? Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm a Stevie Wonder fan. All right. All right, there you go. All right. Okay, here's your next song for Movie Jeopardy. So this is St. Elmo's Fire. You are, is that the name of the song or the movie? Both. Yes, I'll take that. It is St. Elmo's Fire. The song is called That or Man in Motion. And it's 
by John Parr from the 1985 See, film. Let me tell you something. St. El- Elmo's Fire. I took a Provagen before the show. Oh, you so did something in- before the show. <laughs> I'm telling you what. <laughs> I don't know what you did. Just do whatever you need it to do. It was a Provagen. And come in a good mood. That's all I care about. Right. This was number one on the Billboard charts. St. Elmo's. You didn't think I was going to get that, did I you? I wasn't sure. Yeah. In, uh, September of 1985. And a little tidbit for you. This song was created in 24 hours. I mean, when you know how to write a song, you know how to write a song. All right. All right. Here is your next song. All right. That's, uh, I know the movie. Let's start with the song. All right. The song is, um, um. All right. Let's go to the movie then. The movie is Flashdance. The movie is Flashdance. You know what year that was? Take a guess. Um. 83? Yes. Ha! Yes, correct. What? What did you do before the show? <laughs> You're in a good mood, Carl. <laughs> That's our spooky laugh. It's almost Halloween. So, Maniac from the 1983 oh, yeah, film Flash Dance, sung yeah. by Michael Sambello. Yeah. And, of course, the movie, I don't know if you saw it, but Jennifer Beals. You did see it? Are you kidding? Okay. Of course I saw well, the movie. of course you did. I right. mean, that's dancing? It's dancing. Oh my gosh. It's Jennifer it Beals. It's a lot of fun. All right. All right. Here we go. Next song. Do you recognize that voice? You like him. Yeah. Um, that's Huey Lewis? It's no? not. But it's somebody you like. You like this guy. Shakedown. And it's called Shakedown. It's called Shakedown. Uh, Who's singing? Another shot. Who's singing? Somebody really like. I thought it was Huey Lewis. It's Bob Seger. Oh, wow. Right? 1987 song. Bob Seger from the soundtrack of the film. Is this 48 hours? No. That would have been good, though. You want one more? Trading play... Trading something? No, it's Beverly Hills Cop uh, 2 as the sequel to the 1984 film. 48 hours because that had Eddie Murphy in it. So I was that so is true. Uh, it, it was the Eddie Murphy returned as the police detective. Man. Yeah. Ooh. So close. Gosh. You get a quarter of a point for that. Yeah? You get yeah. a quarter point? Quarter point. Wow, she's being... Fair enough. Wow, you're being generous. Well, you need a little extra work. All right, here's our final song. Yeah. Go crazy is what I will do if I can't have you. And that's the name of the song, If I Can't I Have You. I don't want nobody, baby. Written by. If I can't have you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Written by. Um, think about this. Disco song, 1977. I don't know. The Bee Gees. Oh, the Bee Gees. 1977 yeah. disco. Right, so and the song. is from Saturday Night Fever. It was on the uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. So, I, I, so I got... All of them a full point and one a quarter point. So that's pretty darn good. That is true. You know? 3.25. Wade, I mean, 4.25. Not bad. Not bad. That was fun. Thanks, Lisa. Great job, Carl. um, I don't know why you're calling it TV Jeopardy when it's all about movies, though. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I I made a big error. Do better next week. Yeah, that was my error. All right. All right, when we come back, it's The Adventures of the Thin Man, starring Les Tremaine and Claudia Morgan. Stick around.
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Mike Bubble Bath Costello, our executive producer. He's the best in the business at what he does. And listen to those bumpers. I love the bumpers. Mike, you... I think you've upgraded the bumpers, you, you right? Have, right? You, you have accelerated the bumpers. Accelerated. They're going faster now. <laughs> That's what I do here. Yeah. You accelerate. It's all about, it's all about the bumpers. Um, but, yeah, Mike. Wow. Anyway... The Adventures of the Thin Man. That's what we're starting out with. You know what's sad about this? Such a great series. And there's literally like three episodes that exist of this series. It It was on the air from 1941 until 1950. So like nine or ten seasons. Mm -hmm. It was heard on all four networks. And there's like three episodes that exist. I mean, that's a bummer. Well, Hopefully. the good news is that you can play what you have. Yeah, That's play what I have. Nothing. I'm always looking for more, of I course. Know. You know, sometimes they um, they just pop, pop out somewhere. Um, it was a radio series modeled after the successful film series that starred William Powell and Myrna Loy. Um, and it was um, in turn based on the 1934 Dashiell Hammett novel, The Thin Man. They were a married couple and would just stumble upon, you know, a murder and have to solve it. Um, Nick Charles was played by Les Tremaine. He was a great actor. Also, later in the run, Joseph Curtin. Um, Claudia Morgan played Nora, and she was great on the series. It was produced and directed by Hyman Brown, who brought us Inner Sanctum Mystery. This is uh, an episode from July 6, 1948, called The Adventure of the Passionate Palooka, sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon Beer. July 6, 1948, part one of The Adventures of the Thin Man. No, Nicky, darling, that's not it. It isn't, Nora? No, it goes like this. Thirty-three fine brews blended into one great beer. Blue Ribbon Beer presents The New Adventures of the Thin Man with Nick and Nora Charles, the happiest, merriest married couple in radio. Tonight and every Tuesday night at this same time, that international favorite, Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, proudly presents the finest in summertime entertainment. So sit back, relax, 
and pour yourself a tall, foaming glass full of blended, splendid Pabst Blue Ribbon. While you listen to the stars of our show, Claudia Morgan as Nora and Les Tremaine as Nick, in tonight's Adventure of the Thin Man, entitled The Adventure of the Passionate Palooka. <laughs> It's one o'clock in the morning of one of those sizzling July nights that make the average New Yorker feel like a hot dog on a griddle with mustard. We find our hero, Nick Charles, tossing restlessly in his bed and mumbling to himself. Uh, I wonder if I ought to get an order to hit me on the head with one of my old blackjacks. Oh, no, she'd enjoy that too much. You're nuts. Of course, Nora is twitching away in her bed, too. And when she notices that Nick's managed to close his eyes and doze off, she mumbles sweetly to herself. He can't do that to me, the big goon. What right has he got to sleep in a night like this and leave me alone in my misery? And so, with genuine wifely devotion, she gently wakes Nick up. Nick! There's a fire! What'd you say? Fire? Yes, a fire! How? When? Where? On my sheets, and I'm cooking. Were you asleep? Yes. I thought so. Is that why you woke me? Well, you had no right to do it without telling me how. Do what? Fall asleep. Well, dear, I, I thought of hundreds of people diving into swimming pools. Female people. <laughs> Why, yes. They, they were all beautiful. They all looked like you. Oh, nice. Maybe I'll think of hundreds of you jumping into a pool. Well, that's a great idea. Makes me feel cooler already. You're making your first leap. You're diving. I look like a swan, huh? You land flat on your tummy. Hey, you must be thinking of someone else, Nora. I never dive like that. Now you're under the water. Uh, what stroke am I doing? You've disappeared. Yeah, hey, wait a minute. Uh, don't I come up? No, I can't see you. Well, Nora, get me out of here. I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm diving in after you. The crowds are applauding. Hurry, will you? I'm fishing around for you. I'm over here. I've got you. Yeah. Hey, let go. You're pulling my hair. Keep quiet. I'm rescuing you. Nora, baby, you're being carried away. You're uh, pulling me out of bed by the hair. That's the way you rescue people, you ghoul. But I haven't got that much hair left. Cut it out. Let me drag you to the shore first. I'm on the floor, Nora, dear. Or is it the shore? It's the shore. Everyone is pinning medals on me and saying, what did she ever want to rescue him for? Oh, nuts. Now you've just about ruined all my chances of ever falling asleep. That's a fine thing to say to a wife who just saved your life. Who wants to sleep tonight anyway? What do you think we should do? Let's go out. Go out? Mm -hmm. At this hour? Nora, do you want me to become the kind of a bum I used to be? Mm-hmm. Just for tonight. <laughs> okay, baby. Nick the Dick prowls again. Nick, aren't you glad we came out? Look, the whole town's up. Yeah. And look what we're walking into, a band of serenaders. <laughs> hey, Bud, would you and your girl like to find a way to forget the heat? We certainly would, Mr. Uh, Bud. Then join the Gutter Glee Club for unmusical verses. Oh, I'd like to, but won't you get into trouble singing in front of that apartment house? For the astronomical rents they pay in that joint, they deserve a little music. Come on, Nicky, you know plenty of wrong notes. Let's sing. All right. Hey, you troubadour, oh, shut up. Stop it. Cease and desist. Hey, hey. Who, Why, 
Who's breaking it up, Nora? The man on the seersucker who just ran out of the building. Come on, go on, go on, scram, oh, or I'll really? call the cops. The trouble with you, bud, is you ain't got no joy in your heart. But I got two musical ears on my head. Go on, skedaddle, go oh, on. Oh, yeah. Nick, there's a man who would put the harps in heaven out of tune. I think I know that guy. But if you do, you shouldn't. He looks so grouchy, I bet he bites himself for breakfast every morning just to make sure he feels sore. Well, well, what are you waiting for? Contribution? Oh. Aren't you Scoot Skillet, the fight manager? Yeah, what if I get... Nick! Nick Charles! How <laughs> are you? <laughs> Where'd she get her? Oh, I, I figured I needed a manager, so I let her sign me up for life. Glad to know you, Mrs. Charles. <laughs> hey, say, Nick, uh... You want to get a piece of something good? I'll sell you half of Adam Bomb Brickenhead for only two grand. Well, who's Adam Bomb Brickenhead? My sensational new fighter who's meeting the champ tomorrow night. Oh. Which half of this prize fight are you selling? <laughs> She's the educated type who don't know nothing about nothing, huh, Nick? <laughs> I mean a half interest. Why should you want to sell before the big fight, Scoots? I need money bad. What do you say, Nick? No dice. What's wrong with Brickenhead? Yeah, this. How'd you guess? Because you wouldn't sell a half interest in the right time if you could make a buck at it. Well, then maybe you can help me. Listen, the atom bomber just ain't himself. Nobody can find out what's eating him. Being as you're a detective, maybe you can find out, Nick. Where is Mr. Adam Baum? Upstairs. Well, just what's wrong with him? Even the doctors can't find out. They says it's all in his mind. So I calls in a mind specialist. A head doctor. And you know what he tells me? What? That the atom bomber ain't got no mind. And this information cost me 25 bucks an hour. Of course we'll help you, Mr. Scoot. Come, Nikki, let's meet this mindless wonder. Hello, Scoot. Hello, sunshine. Bomber, I want you to meet Nick and Nora Charles. Oh, cheers. Hello, Mr. Adam Bomber. What's this cheers business? I heard it in a movie. It seems so debonair. Oh, I'm so unhappy. Bomber, uh, suppose you tell us what's bothering you. Nothing. Except I'm miserable. Why are you miserable? Because I'm unhappy. But why are you unhappy? Because I'm miserable. See, it's... It's a vicious cycle. Oh, me. But, Bomber, there must be some reason why you're groaning like a sick cow. I wish I was a cow. Well, you've got the voice for it, but your figure's wrong. Yeah, yeah, there's a catch to everything, ain't there? Oh, just a second. Why do you wish you were a cow? Why not? I wish I was anything as long as I ain't me. But what's wrong with you? Nothing hates me nowhere, Doc. Listen, no mind. These ain't doctors. They're detectives. I thought they might help you. Well, nobody can help me. Not even Betty Gretz. Detectives? Did you say detectives? Why, yes. Detectives. Look, Nick, he's coming to life. He don't look dead no more. He looks dumb like he used to be. Scoots, uh, leave me alone with these two people. I, I gotta talk to him alone. What's the matter? You don't trust me no more? No, but I, I, I'm, I'm temperamental. I'm trained to a fine part. Nervous and, and high-strung, like an underbred thoroughbred. You are? I know I am, because I read about me in tonight's sports page. Now, now, uh, leave me alone with him. Okay, Bomber. Nick, Nora, you're the only two peoples in the world who can help me. Can we? I didn't want to tell no one before, because no one thinks I got any brains, which is true. You see, Nick, it's Jojo. I love Jojo. Well, what happened to Jojo? She's gone. She left me. Why? I don't know. 
I always treated her good. I, I never even kicked her. Not even once. How sweet of you. I never even kept her chained up. Hey, maybe I should have chained her up, huh, Nick? Well, there are two schools of thought about that, but it's good for some females. Yeah. Whenever she got hungry, I always threw her a bone. Well, how generous of you. What's that? What kind of a dame are you in love with? A high-class kind, of course. Who eats bones? Lulu don't eat bones. She eats caviar. Lulu? But we were talking about Jojo. How many people do you love, Mr. Atombomber? Just three. Me, Jojo, and Lulu. Uh, now, let's take them one at a time. Who's Jojo? Just the most beautiful mongrel dog I ever found in alley, that's all. And I love her. When did the dog disappear? On the night I fought with Lulu. Oh, Lulu's a prize fighter. No, but she should be with the right she's got. Lulu is a girl. Jojo is a dog and me. Me, I'm a rare phenomenon. You are? That's what the doctor said I was. Nick, Nora, promise me you won't tell nobody what's wrong with me. Not even Scoots. Why? Well, if everybody knew how I felt about Jojo, they'd think I was dumber than I really am. Can I help it if I love dogs? We'll keep your secret. And now, will, will you find Jojo for me? How can I win the world's championship tomorrow night? Knowing Jojo is walking the street, but no one to scratch a fleas. Look at me. Take pity on me. I'm, I'm wallowing in woe. I'm crying. We'll find your doggy, Mr. Adam Bomber, before tomorrow night. Mrs. Childs, you're a dear sweet person. Almost as sweet as... as Jojo. <laughs> That's how you'd feel if you uh, were missing Simba, right? No, I'd be home crying right now. Right, so this guy can't fight. His little Jojo is missing. That's right. You know? I hate when that happens. When that happens, when you lose your dog. (laughs) When you lose your Jojo. Oh, I thought you meant Mojo. (laughs) (laughs) We're listening to The Adventures of the Thin Man, Les Tremaine. And uh, Claudia Morgan starring in a very funny episode called The Passionate Palooka. We'll get back to it and more of Hollywood 360 after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Hey, Lisa, before we get back to The Thin Man, I want to talk a little bit about Bold Venture. We uh, chatted about it last week, and uh, folks out there in Radioland, I'm um, asking for your help in this mission. So I licensed the entire Frederick Ziv library of um, about 10,000 radio shows. And the crown jewel of this library is Bold Venture, starring Humphrey Bogart, 
and Lauren Bacall. They, uh, this was their only regular radio series. It aired on hundreds of radio stations in the 1950s. They recorded 78 episodes, and there is about maybe 60 episodes in circulation in not-so-great quality and inconsistent quality. So I licensed the entire series, and I have the actual Frederick Ziv personal master discs. Now, to do a transfer of those discs, pretty expensive proposition. But if I can get to the point where I can transfer all 78 discs, we're not only going to air them on um, you know, Hollywood 360, but the 18 episodes that have not been in circulation for over 70 years will be able to be heard again. Mm-hmm. So it's like saving the series. So I have set up a Kickstarter, and I'm hoping that our listeners will go to this Kickstarter and help it by pledging some some money. But you can get all the shows. You know, with Kickstarter, sometimes you pledge and you don't get anything. We're actually going to give you, if you will pledge, the episodes of Bold Venture, even all 78 when we make the uh, transfers. And the quality is going to be beyond anything you've ever heard, like pristine quality. So... Um, we really need some help from our listeners. Also, I know that you appreciate any amount. Uh, there's yes. no minimum no. and there's no maximum, really. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> I mentioned that. And it's really a, a group effort um, in order to preserve this library yeah. that really had no option to do that prior. Yeah. So um, if well, everybody gives just a little bit, yeah. I know oh, you'll we'll, reach your goal. We'll reach our goal, right. And, um, you know, these these shows have literally been in a temperature-controlled storage facility for over 70 years. And we licensed all these shows, and it's not only Bold Venture. And we're starting with Bold, uh, Bold Venture. But if we can actually make the transition uh, of these uh, these discs, we'll then move on to Boston Blackie. Now, Boston Blackie, one of my favorite shows, there's 208 episodes, and I think in circulation there's only maybe 100. So if we can get to Boston Blackie, there's going to be like over 100 new episodes of Boston Blackie. Plus, they're going to sound unbelievably pristine because uh, Ziv kept one copy on 16-inch disc of every single episode he ever produced. We're talking, I was a communist for the FBI, favorite story, um, obviously Boston Blackie, on and on and on. We're starting with Bold Venture. So here's what you can do, folks. Please help us. Go to our Kickstarter site. There's a couple of ways to get there. The easiest way is to just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com. And when you go there, a pop, there will be a pop-up, and it says Bold Venture. Click it, and it takes you right to our Kickstarter page. Or you could just Google uh, Bold Venture Kickstarter, and it'll, it'll pop up. Also, that page is, um, has a lot of explanation on there, even more explanation than Carl just gave. Also, it has a video on there about the, um, the transfer and a lot of uh, information that will really um, kind of seal the deal. So yeah, hopefully. Check it out. Yeah, there's, uh, there's also an audio sample. You can mm-hmm. hear what the sound is. But, you know, I set this up in a way that you, by helping folks, you'll get the shows, too. They actually will send you the shows on CD, if you want, or digital download. So it's all there. There's levels of uh, donation. And, very important, whatever you pledge does not get processed unless we hit our goal. So if you go there, let's say today, and you pledge any amount, it does not uh, charge your card. It does not charge your card unless we ultimately 
hit our goal. And we only have a few more weeks to hit that goal. And if we do, the next one we're going to do on Kickstarter is the Boston Blackie series. So please help us. Go to Hollywood360radio.com. There will be a pop-up for Bold Venture. Click it, take you to the Kickstarter, or just search Bold Venture Kickstarter, and it will come up. Really need your help. Help us preserve this incredible radio series starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. All right, let's tune in now to the conclusion to the adventures of the Thin Man. Nicky, darling, what makes you think we can find a dog in a nightclub like this? I mean, a dog who not only bites, but barks. Beautiful. Have you ever heard of Banana Nose Norbert? Is it an ice cream sundae or a relation of Jimmy Durante? <laughs> He's the guy who owns this dive, and he practically runs the underworld of this town. We became friends when I sent him up the river years ago. Nick, you promised me that we were going to live in the upper world from now on. I was afraid you'd object. That's why I brought you here before I told you the reason. Nora, baby, it isn't as if this was a detective case or something, but do you think that dog disappeared by accident? You mean the poor pooch is the victim of dog snatchers? Well, do you think smart gamblers would stop at stealing a dog if they knew the effect it would have on the atom bomber? Hello, Nick. Wait a sit, you wanted to see me. <laughs> oh, banana nose. Uh, this is my wife, Nora. Well, well, well. Well, wonders never cease. You're the first guy who ever came into this joint with a beautiful tomato that he was actually married to. Why, thank you, Mr. Banana Nose. <laughs> you don't mind that I called you tomato, Mrs. Charles? No, if you don't mind my calling you Banana Nose. Nah. Banana Nose and tomato. We ought to get together and open a vegetable store. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, listen, Banana Nose, I'm looking for the pup that was stolen from Adam Bomb Brickenhead. Oh, yeah? Why? We promised to return him. Without that dog, Mr. Adambaum is so depressed he'll hardly be able to fight tomorrow night. Oh, oh. So that's why the odds went down against him. You know, Nick, a few weeks ago, the experts figure him to beat the champ. He will beat the champ if he has his doggy. Ah. And if he does, someone named me can clean up a load of loots. Nick, your worries are over. They are? Just tell me what the pooch looks like, and by tomorrow morning, you will have that dog in your apartment for breakfast. <laughs> Let's catch act two of tonight's Thin Man Adventure. Nick and Nora Charles have promised to find Jojo, the mongrel pooch whose mysterious disappearance has broken the heart of Adam Bomber Brickenhead, the heavyweight challenger who lacks a mind. It's now 11.30 in the morning, and we find our hero and heroine at breakfast. Nicky, do you know what I dreamed about last night? Huh. Dogs? Yes. How'd you find out? I dreamed about him, too. Well, darling, tonight Mr. Adambaum goes into the ring to battle for the championship. And he's still dogless. Well, don't worry, dear. Banana Nose Norbert won't fail us. He said he'd have the dog here for breakfast. We're having breakfast. And no dog. Oh, now, Nora, you mustn't take it so to heart. Why not? Poor Mr. Adambaum. Without a mind, without a dog, and with a broken heart. What's he got? Cauliflower ears, 200 pounds of solid muscle, and uh, an appealing personality. I think Lulu's behind the whole thing. The atom bomber's girlfriend? Mm -hmm. But they're in love with each other. Why should she pull a mean trick like uh, dog napping? Well, I'm in love with you, and I do mean things to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Why do you do them? Because I love you, Madge. <laughs> Besides, they had a fight. Wait a minute. Listen. It's a dog. Unless I'm hearing things, too. There are two dogs. One's a coloratura soprano, and the other is a basso profundo. Listen, Nick. It's a full operatic ensemble. Nora, th this can't be. This thing has affected our minds. We've gone pooch potty. Oh, look, one of the dogs is ringing our bell. Just a minute. Hiya, Nick Spanano. I told you I'd have a dog for you. Got my voice around the ball they could find. Hey, you dog, shut up. Hey, Spike, make them dogs that pay me. Don't they know who I am? Come in, Banana. Let the dogs rest in the hall. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Charles. The banana nose never fails. I got the pooch, I think. So I heard. What made you do this? Oh, I ain't no dope. With these low odds on the atom bomber, there's going to be plenty in it for old banana nose when we find the doggy and the atom bomber wins the fight. Yeah, I see your angle. But Banana Nose, I thought you'd figured some gambler took the pooch. I checked on that angle. The hound was not hijacked. So I figured he was on the loose, since the dog society didn't pick him up. It isn't a him dog. It's a her. A tomato? Mm-hmm. Jojo is a female. <laughs> well, I'll be doggone. <laughs> I forget there was two kinds. I told him to pick up all the black and white mongrels they could find, no matter what kind of personalities they had. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll bring the dogs in, and I'll have the atom bomber come down and see if he can identify one of them. Are you going to bring that mob of mongrels in here, Nicky? Well, what can we do, Nora? We've got to be good hosts. Well, you can stay here with them, Nick. I know what I'm going to do. Where are you going, Nora? To investigate my own angle on this dog napping. I'll call you up, darling. I'll sneak out the back way. Goodbye. Uh, Nora! Well, Nick, shall I bring him in? Well, I guess so. Okay, you mugs, send in all the girl dogs. Good evening. Good evening. Are you Miss Lulu Laverne? I am she. Well, I'm Mrs. Nora Charles. Pleased to meet you, I think. Uh, entree. French. That means come in and also something expensive to eat in high-class continental dumps. It does? Yeah. Are you interested in culture? Well, I suppose so. Culture's my latest passion. Well, I thought Mr. Adam Baum Brickenhead was that. Oh. What do you know about it? He told me about you, Lulu. He did, did he? Mm -hmm. Well, whatever he said, it's a foul and delicious canary. You mean malicious canard? Oh, trying to outculture me, are you? No, Lulu, I'm just trying to find Mr. Adam Bomber's dog. Well, what did you come here for? Do I look like a dog catch? Don't answer that. Lulu, all day long, poor Mr. Adam Bomber's been trying to identify his dog. Hundreds of dogs have been brought to my house. So far, his hasn't turned up. Not even one of them poachers is Jojo? Not one. If he goes into the fight without Jojo, he'll just be killed. That's great. I know you took the dog. Oh, so I'm a dog thief now. The doorman of this apartment house saw you with the dog. And after the tip I gave him for Christmas. But he didn't see me with Jojo. He saw me with my own dog, Chi-Chi. He saw you with two dogs. That must have been the night he seen me with the Atom Bomber. The Atom Bomber isn't two dogs. He is so. You don't know him as good as I do. Lulu, you just say those things because you had a fight with him. Sure, can you give me a better reason? And on the day you had a fight, you took the dog out for a walk and you told him she ran away. She did. Why? Because we girls just didn't get along together. And besides, no man should love another female as much as he loved that dog, even if she has got a better pedigree than I got. Lulu, you're jealous of Jojo. Me? 
Jealous of a pooch. What's she got? Dog skin. I got mink. Lulu, you know where that dog is, and I'm going to see that you return her. <laughs> you can't scare me. Hey, who are you called? My husband. He'll make you confess. That's unfair. You can't turn a man loose on me. You can see I'm the type that men can melt. Nick. Good heavens, who answered the phone? Nick! Hello, Nora, baby. I thought the dogs answered the phone for a moment. Well, they've done everything but that. Banana Nose and his boys keep bringing them in by the dozens. Hey, hey, get down. Have you found Jojo among them? No. The atom bomber's here. He's dazed from the dogs and scared to go into the ring. Hey, don't fight! Nick, come up here to Lulu's place right away. I'm sure she's got the dog. Okay, Lulu's place. Uh, wait a minute. The atom bomber's got to rush to the fight now. Hey, bomber, you want to say something to your girl, Lulu? Yeah. Uh, hello, Lulu. Uh, I love old Lulu. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear it, Mr. Bomber. But this is Nora. Lulu, come here and say something nice to him. He's got to rush to the fight now. Encourage him. I sure will. Hello, Bomber? Lulu, I'm so miserable. Yes. And my best wish is that the champ should mighty in the first round. Lulu, what a wish. What are you complaining about? If you're croaking round one, you won't have to finish the fight. Goodbye. Well, folks, we're at the end of round two of this television broadcast of the World Championship fight. And the atom bomber has covered the champ with blood. <laughs> That is, the atom bomber's blood. Lulu, Nora and I have brought you to this beer parlor to see what you've done to the poor atom bomber. Yes, Lulu, look at him. He looks terrible. Oh, that's the television set. It ain't perfected yet. Folks, as you look at the face of the atom bomber, don't think your television set is broken. It's just what the champ did to him. Oh, boy, he's really a mess, eh? There's the bell, folks, and we're off for another round of slaughter. Here comes the atom bomber. He dived right into the champ's right. Oh, stop him back, bomber. The bomber's tired of the champ, right? So he's aiming his head at the champ's left. Ha, <laughs> ha. Oh, the poor bomber. Nick, she's breaking down. I can't bear to see his ugly face falling like that. All right, I'll give you the poop. She's in a dog hotel on our honeymoon with my dog. Come on, I'll show you where. <laughs> Here's Jojo. Thanks, Doc. Nick and Nora, can we still get to the fight on time? Yes, Lulu. Scoots has some ringside seats for us, right near the atom bomber's corner. So this is Jojo. How do you like being a bride, Jojo? <laughs> Come on, you three gushing girls. We've got to rush. Yes, he's resting between the rounds. Nora. Yes, dear. You sit here with Lulu. I'm going to take Jojo to the bomber's corner. All right. Hey, Scooch. Bomber. Look what I've got here. Hey, Scooch. Nick, Nick, don't bother me. We're trying to keep him conscious. I've got something that'll make him win the fight. Look, Nick, I ain't got time. This boy of mine needs everything but a blood transfusion. Scooch. I'll buy that half interest in your boy for two grand. Sold. I'll sell you the half above the waist. That's completely dead wood. It's a deal. Now let me talk to my half of my boy. Okay, okay, here. Bomber. Bomber, look what I've got under my arm. Jojo. My little doggy, Jojo. Yes, your girl Lulu had her. She took her because she thought you loved her more than you loved her. That ain't true. 
I love my dog just as much as I love my coil. And Lulu loves you, too. And there she is. She came here to watch you win the championship. Lulu! Oh, boy, I'm going to kill that camp. I'm going to murder him. My fighting spirit is returned. Nothing can stop me now. Okay, I'm going back to our seats. Go in there and win, Bar. I'm coming, baby. Did you tell the bomber what happened? Yes, Nora. Did it do any good? Good. You just watch, Lulu. As soon as he saw you and the dog, he was practically resurrected. Resurrected? Is that good? It's going to be sensational. There's the bell. Look at him go. Stop him in the head, bomber. Give him the old one, too. Oh, boy, there goes the bomber. Look at him swing. Yes. Look at him miss. Look at him receive that wall up from the gym. Look how nicely he falls. Get up, bomber. That's right, bomber. Stay there and take a nice oh. rest. Take a rest, Bomber. He isn't resting, Nora. He's unconscious. Don't be silly being small. Get up, Bomber. Jojo, bark at him. He's firing. Nora, he was knocked out. But, But that's impossible. We did everything like they do in the movies, and it never ends this way. It's... it's a foul. the bomber is down for the count. Now, if Nikki and Nora are smart, they'll go on home and have themselves a cold, refreshing bottle of that blended, splendid Pabst Blue Ribbon. The beer with a fresh, clean, sparkling flavor. You know, Pabst Blue Ribbon is quite a home favorite with happily married couples. Just to mention a few, there's Mr. and Mrs. Gregory Peck, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Hope, Mr. and Mrs. Lawrence Melchior, and Miss Gladys Swarthout, and her husband, Mr. Frank Chapman. Now, these people can certainly afford the best of everything. And the fact that Pabst Blue Ribbon is served in their homes is a tribute to its quality. I could tell you about Pabst's 104 years of leadership in the art of brewing and explain how Pabst developed the science of blending. Yes, blending 33 fine brews to keep the same identical Blue Ribbon flavor and quality in bottle after bottle, year after year. But... I'd rather you'd simply taste it yourself. By tasting, by comparing, you'll understand why millions the world over have settled down to blended, splendid Pabst Blue Ribbon. And now for the conclusion of tonight's Thin Man Adventure. Hello, Nicky, darling. Where have you been? To see Scoots and pay him for my half of the bomber. Oh. How is he? Very happy. He wishes there were more people like me in the world and uh, less fighters like the bomber. That's not nice. (laughs) The bomber really tried hard. Yeah, I know. The bomber says he would have won the fight if the champ didn't get in his way so much. I know. But is, it, but is it Mr. Bomber's fault if there was another man in the ring? <laughs> anyway, I'm glad to hear he's going to marry Lulu. When did you find that out? Oh, uh, Lulu phoned a few minutes ago. Well, that's one match I hope he'll win. Nora. Hmm? Nora, darling, what are you knitting there? Uh, can't you guess? Why, it, 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 it looks like a, a little garment. Nora, don't tell me. Yes, it's true. Jojo's going to have puppies. Well, then congratulate me. Why? (laughs) 
After what I went through with that dog, I practically feel like a father. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like another hot night tonight. Mm. And if we can't sleep, I know just what to do now. Hmm? Go out again? No, (laughs) we'll get into too much trouble that way. We'll each have a glass of ice-cold Pabst Blue Ribbon beer, and then I'll do this. And say, good night, Nikki, darling. next Tuesday night when Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer brings you another happy, exciting Thin Man adventure with Les Tremaine and Claudia Morgan. Next week, the adventure of the haunted hams when Nick and Nora go to the country and discover that livestock aren't the only stock in barns during the summer. The Adventures of the Thin Man is brought to you by the Pabst Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Newark, New Jersey, and Peoria, Illinois. And this is Ed Hurley saying good night with the best wishes of Pabst Blue Ribbon dealers from coast to coast. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. All right, that's the adventures of the Thin Man. A little staticky there, but, you know, it's so rare. There's only like three or four of them in circulation. We thought we'd play one for you. July 6, 1948, The Adventure of the Passionate Palooka. That stars Claudia Morgan and Les Tremaine, as heard on NBC. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. All right, we're going to go a little bit back in time to the 1950s. Here's the first song. Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. And this Prevagen Boy. 1954. So it was first recorded by Vaughn Monroe and his orchestra later that year by the Cordettes, and that's this version that you're listening to right now. Bum, 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 Reach bum. number one. Are you calling charts. me a bum? No, bum times like five. Oh, man. Bum, 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 I'm bum, really bum, a bum. All right, thanks, Lisa sure. Wolf. More of Hollywood 360 after this. Please turn on your magic beam. Mr. Sandman, bring me. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Oh, Lisa, next hour, it's The Shadow from 1941. Wow, that's going to be fun. Very exciting. And then we're going to play Beat the Host. That's right, all about Henry Winkler. Henry Fonsey. He's 78 today. 78? Yep, so we need a caller. 312-642-5600. Looking for caller number eight. You know the Fonz, he's so cool. He's still cool. Oh my gosh. And you know, I think he listens to the show. I'm sure he's listening in, and hopefully he'll give us a call. All right, play the game. We'll see you soon. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.